0: Welcome to the Nieces Nugs podcast. What's up, friends? Welcome to Nieces Nugs episode five. Today, I want to provide some updates real quick on past shows, and then we're going to jump into a new topic. So, hey, if you don't want the updates, fast forward for the new stuff. But after spending some time on things, I wanted to provide you with some more information. First of all, in episode one, I talked about Broadway shows, and many of you reached out, said you were going to try to go to them. We're actually trying to find tickets for a couple of you. Listen, Broadway League has updated their policies. For a while there, you had to have a vaccine and you had to wear a mask. As of April 30th, things will begin to change. On April 30th, that's the last day, that the vaccine for most shows will be required. Starting May 1st, If even if you're not vaccinated, they're going to let you go in to see Broadway shows as long as you have a mask on. Uh, you'll still be required to wear a mask for every other patron, but that's pretty exciting update. If those of you who have not been vaccinated but want to go see Broadway shows, it is now permissible. Also, in episode two, I talked about Spirit Airlines, and I mentioned that Frontier had made a bid to buy Spirit. and Out of nowhere, JetBlue jumped into the equation and made an offer to Spirit Airlines to about them to come together. So we have no idea what's going to happen, but those are some interesting things to pay attention to as we go forward. I know this, after Frontier made their bid to buy Spirit, their stock price plummeted. So I have no idea what the the result of that is going to be. There have been some cancellations on on these airlines, if you've seen that in the news, mostly because of the weather in Florida has been so erratic, and those flights coming from Florida in and out, Fort Lauderdale is the headquarters for Spirit, and so they've had some issues with some of the flights. Also, ticket prices have been up and down and all over the place because of the gas prices and because of different things, because more people traveling now. So just some things to keep an eye on as you go if you're planning on traveling with Spirit anytime soon. In episode three, I talked about the wholesale clubs, and I actually mentioned that I had to go get a battery. You see, my battery died uh, out of nowhere, and I went to uh, I, had, I had purchased it at Advanced Auto Parts, and in fact, I'd purchased it exactly three years in 10 days prior to it dying. That battery had a three-year warranty, and so I took it back to Advanced Auto, and they looked it up, and they said, sorry, you're out of warranty by 10 days, and I said, is there anything you can do? I need to buy a new battery, but I don't want to pay full price. Is there any? Like, we don't prorate any kind of batteries anymore, so no, you're gonna have to pay full price. And the manager even stopped talking to me, to stopped negotiating, and walked away. And I was like, well, you're not getting a dollar of my money ever again. And so I went to Costco, I purchased a battery. Now, the thing you need to understand is you have to install it yourself, it's not hard to do at all. So you purchase the battery. You go home, you install it, and then you bring the battery back because there's a core deposit fee that you have to pay for them to recycle the battery. But they refund it. It It's super simple. I paid about half at Costco what I would pay somewhere else. I have a three-year warranty and couldn't be happier right now with the results. Also, while I was walking out of Costco the other day, I saw this sign. I forgot to mention this. It says membership refund For your membership, if you're unsatisfied at any point with your Costco membership, they will refund you the membership. That's how much they believe in what they offer. And I also really undersold this. If you go to Sam's, use the scan and go feature on your phone. It is tremendous to not have to be behind certain people in line, to not have to worry about things, but to scan as you go, and everything's right there laid out for you. In Costco, sometimes if an item is super hot, they'll have a limit on that item. Now, this happened to me several years ago when they were selling Kirkland Signature Golf Balls, which happened to be, in my opinion, remakes of the Titleist Pro V1. They actually got sued for it because the balls were so similar. And there was a limit on the number of golf balls you could buy. But what the limit does is prevent you from buying a certain amount in that transaction. But I would simply walk out to the car, put my purchase back in the car, and walk back in and go through the line again. And for the most part, this has worked for me. So if you have a limit, there's a way to get around that limit by just exiting the store, depositing the items in your vehicle, going back in and purchasing. Now listen, those of you who are thinking, oh, the toilet paper shortage of 2020 and 2021, I'm going to get around that. Don't be those people. Don't be the people who overspend on the limit just to hoard stuff from everyone else. We don't need any more of those people. So I'm not telling you this for you to kind of get around the system for you to hoard things but for you to kind of take advantage of some things that you might need. I was buying golf balls for my tournament that I host every year as a fundraiser for our ministry. And then last, I want to say this. Again, don't sleep on the food. The food is excellent at these places. Probably not the best healthy for you, but it's good. And in episode four, I most recently talked about my weight loss journey, and I forgot to mention this, and this is really critical for me. What I'm doing now is, is not a diet. In fact, I've gotten away from quote-unquote dieting. It's a lifestyle. It's It's a mindset of realizing that what I put into my body affects not only how my body operates, but what that number does. You see, people always want some sort of secret, some sort of trick. The trick is this. If you burn more calories than you consume, your body is going to lose weight. If you consume more calories than you burn, your body is going to begin to add weight. It's really simple, and there's no tricks around it. It is what it is. And so it's not a diet. It is a journey, a mindset of how much I'm supposed to eat. And and now I don't measure things all the time on the scale, but I kind of have an idea based on the palm size of my hand how much different things are. And so I just want to keep that in mind that I'm not advocating diets for the most part. I'm advocating a mindset, a lifestyle change for all of us to be healthy going forward. But today, I want to start a new conversation, one that I'm sure will take us a lot of different places. And today, specifically, I want to focus on the all-inclusive vacation versus the cruise. You see, I'm about to get on a plane and head down to Miami, and I'm going on a cruise with our family. We originally booked a cruise for April of 2020, and the world shut down. And we've had this credit, and we finally, when we rebooked it once the cruise industry opened back up and the time has come for us to cash in on this cruise. But I've also been to several all-inclusives, and I also try to help couples that are getting married with their honeymoons. I've been meeting with the couples that are going to Hawaii and different places. Maybe we'll talk about Hawaii in another episode. So vacation help and my experiences, but really what it comes down to is I try to ask people, what are your travel goals? Because when you're comparing all-inclusives and cruises, I have done both. And I would recommend both, even though some people would immediately write off one or the other. I never did either of these growing up until I got married and we went on our honeymoon and we began to cruise with her family, my wife's family. And I, that was the first time I'd been on a cruise. Since then, we've been on multiple cruises with different lines and different regions of the world. We've done multiple all-inclusives with different countries and different companies. And, and so what I want to do today is simply talk through some of the advantages of cruises some of the advantages of all-inclusive, some things to watch out for, and hopefully provide some insight for you for things to consider. So why should you consider a cruise? I think you should consider a cruise if you're interested in visiting multiple destinations in one trip. Perhaps nothing illustrates this better than when we went on our Mediterranean cruise. We, we flew uh, to Europe and ended up in, in Rome, and we went on a Mediterranean cruise, which was 10-night cruise And every single day we woke up in a new port, which was a new country, new experience, and we didn't have to move at all. The boat did the moving for us, and we got to experience different places all the while staying in the same hotel room. Ships move, and so you're also not limited to one location, and you're also not hindered by hurricanes. You see, For us who have to deal with hurricanes quite regularly, cruising is always kind of, oh, what do we do about hurricanes? So the cool thing about a ship is they can reroute, whereas an all-inclusive, you're kind of stuck if the hurricane comes at you. And so because ships move, that's a positive thing you could consider about cruising. I also think cruises have excellent food options. You see, uh, I'll talk about all-inclusive food options a little later, but food at at the cruise is is great. You have the buffet option for those of you who just want to get fed quickly. You have the dining room option where the same waiter is assigned to your table at a different time every night, or you can choose your own dining time. There's these all these options of different places you can go, and the food, for what I've experienced, has been really, really good. Also on a cruise, I think the entertainment is excellent. Uh, it shows are, you have different opportunities to see different shows and different cruise lines offer different uh, different viewing things, but but ultimately what I've enjoyed, uh, I've enjoyed cruising entertainment better than all inclusive entertainment. You can also typically get on a cruise if you don't want to fly internationally. You can get on a cruise without getting on a plane if you live in the southeast, but if you don't, then you can take a short flight down to the southeast and get on most cruises uh, at, at any point in time. And so there's a, there's a positive to that. I also think you should consider cruise if you enjoy onboard activities or you want to do certain things. These cruise ships now are outfitted with ropes courses and mini golf and movie theaters and rock climbing walls and zip lines. And there's a surfing thing on the boat we're about to get on and all these different things. And then you have activities like classes and trivia and game shows. And they put on like Broadway-like shows and there's comedy and there's magic acts and all kinds of different things. And the boat we're getting on has kid-friendly activities for our kids to enjoy. And so there's all these different things that a cruise offers that I think you should consider when you're thinking about cruising. Now, why you should stay away from a cruise. You know, if, uh, if you are a partaker in alcohol, uh, the all-inclusive might be a better rate because you have to pay for that on the cruise. And the packages get kind of expensive and there's certain rules that you have to follow. Um, so that can get kind of pricey. Uh, also, the rooms are tight. When comparing cruise line rooms with all-inclusive rooms, the cruise line rooms are, are definitely uh, more like a dorm room. Whereas the all-inclusives are more like a suite, uh, they're tight. They're not made or created to be uh, places where you hang out all day and things like that. They're they're places for you to sleep and get ready to go experience the activities outside of the room. And so you just need to know that the rooms are are very tight and, and you're not. They're not created as an experience. Whereas on a all-inclusive, you could hang out on your balcony. You could hang out in the suite. Uh, most of the things are outfitted with. With jacuzzi tubs and things like that. So it's just something to consider. Also, you should consider or stay away if you get sick, even though there's medicine for that. I know some people get motion sickness, uh, and so that's something that you should possibly consider as well. If you don't like being around a lot of people, well, good luck because a cruise is packed. There's a lot of people on. Uh, I'm interested to see how many people are on the cruise that we're about to go on. Their estimates are 60 to 80 percent capacity. Um, I know that uh, as COVID continues to become less and less of an issue going forward, the numbers are going to go higher and higher and higher. So there is a lot of people. There will be a lot of people around the pools, a lot of people using the amenities. And so the cruise line is is going to be crowded. So if you don't like being around a lot of people, you should probably um, not make cruising your number one priority. What you need to know about cruising is this, is that your cruise fare covers your accommodations, Meals at some places. Each cruise line has some specialty places that you have to pay extra money to eat at. And it also includes select non alcoholic beverages depending on the meal time, whether that's tea or juice in the morning for breakfast. Uh, you also need to know that you will whatever that cost is after you pay taxes and port fees, is that your cabin, your room, will be charged gratuities each day that you're on board. Now, different ships have different policies for this. Some of that you can take off. Some of it's pre-charged. You can prepay. You can determine the amount. But that, those gratuities go towards your room steward. It goes towards your waiter and waitresses at different places. And so they just automatically collect gratuities. So you need to be aware of that. Uh, shore excursions cost money. In fact, they're going to try to scare you into doing shore excursions with the company themselves because that's the only guarantee that they're not going to leave you at port. In fact, they say if you book an excursion with someone else and you get back late, then you're, you just, you're stuck and the boat leaves without you. So you have to be aware of that. Um, we have done shore excursions on our own a lot, and we've never been late, thank goodness, so far. Um, so we're not really scared by that, but they do cost money um, if you book through the boat and they're kind of expensive as well. Um, There's also charges for the spa and other things, so you need to be aware of that. Um, But like I said, don't be scared. Uh, Cruising is excellent, great opportunity. We're super excited. Um, We're taking our girls with us. Adley has been on two cruises uh, prior to this one, and my youngest has never been on a cruise, so this will be her first cruise. She's supposed to go on one right before COVID hit. Um, So this is an exciting time for our family. We should have a great time, and uh, maybe I'll report back about that. Let's talk about the all-inclusive route. So when I ask couples what they're looking for or what their budget is, sometimes it kind of I point them in one of these directions. I think an all-inclusive is one of the most relaxing vacations you can take. In fact, what I would say is if someone says, hey, what should I do for my honeymoon or what should I do for a trip? Uh, if you want to relax, I don't think the cruise is the best way to relax. I think the cruise is the best way to Uh, to go see things and have fun and go different places. I think an all-inclusive is the best way to relax when comparing the two. Uh, The rooms are nice. The price is the price. When I get on to the resort property, I put my wallet in the safe, and I don't have to worry about spending any money. I can, can. We can buy spa treatments or we can upgrade certain things, but I can literally, from the moment I get there to the moment I leave, not spend another dollar. We always take some extra ones and stuff to to tip uh, exceptional service, even though your tips are included. Um, But the price is the price of the all-inclusive, and that's, that's what you should know about that. The service, for the most part, depending on the resort you go to, is exceptional. You can be by the pool all day long, be on the beach all day long, and have somebody bring you food and drinks, and just enjoy the full day uh, at the resort. You're not bound to a specific place. You can go out into the beach, you can go out to the water, you can go to the pool, you can go back to your room, you can go do an activity, you can go take a kayak out, you can go snorkel. All of these things are included, and then also. Most of the resorts have a variety of restaurants, so some of the resorts we go to have six, seven, eight different options an evening for restaurants for you to choose from, different cuisines and different services and all these different ideas. of. And so it is a great way to experience a multifaceted trip all while staying in one location. Now, the things you need to consider and need to know about this is you have to take a flight to the location. Uh, there's only, in my knowledge, two all-inclusives in Florida. One is Club Med, Sandpiper Bay, and Port St. Lucie. We have not visited that yet. It is uh, Kids are allowed to go there as well. Uh, we've looked at that a couple times, but we haven't been there. Then There's one also in the Keys. But other than that, you're going to have to get on a flight, and you're going to have to fly – to some sort of Caribbean destination. So you have to factor that into the cost and factor in the schedule to that. Now, let me just say this about these all-inclusives. This is one of our uh, biggest hints that we give couples is when you go to an all-inclusive, you're paying per night, not per day, which means this, is whether you get there at 10 a.m. or 10 p.m., you're going to pay the exact same amount for that night. And whether you leave at 9 a.m. or 9 p.m., You're going to pay the exact same amount for the previous night. And so when we're going to an all-inclusive, we always try to get the earliest flight out to arrive at the destination at the earliest possible time. And we also try to take the latest flight out to get the longest possible time for that last night we paid. Now, there's other ways to get around this. In fact, some people have even flown into, for example, Cancun late, taking a cheaper flight late at night and stayed at some hotel by the airport, like the Fairfield Inn and Suites and paid about a hundred bucks a night for that hotel, gotten up at 9 a.m. and gone straight over to the resort, checked in by 930 and they have that full day at the resort because once you get on the resort property, even though your room might not be ready, you can experience all the resort has to offer, including food and activities and everything else. And then they'll let you know when your room is ready and then you can go check into your room. Also, when leaving, you just have to check out by 12 at most of these resorts, so you can check out by 12, you can grab lunch, you can hang out, and then you can do more activities until it's time for you to leave, and you get the most bang for your buck at the all-inclusive. And so, ultimately, you need to to keep that in mind. We also take some money to tip, tip the, the taxi driver, the transfer driver. Tips different people who are very helpful. We don't feel obligated to do this, but it's a nice way to say thank you at a low cost. And sometimes you get uh, exceptional service if some one person taking care of you over and over again. It's just a nice way to say thank you. Um, Also, you should know that some of these resorts have dress codes, and so you need to pay attention to that because I've seen over and over again people forget this or not aware of this, and they end up showing up to the resort and don't have the proper attire. You see. It doesn't matter what you think about the dress code. It is a, there is a dress code, and so men have to wear long pants if they're going into most of these restaurants, and women can wear skirts and things like that. But and you also are not supposed to wear certain items for lunch or for breakfast or things like that. But it's really not hard to follow. It's just something you do, and there uh, there is options to eat outside if you don't meet the dress code at certain restaurants. But it's just easier just to bring a pair of pants and a nice golf shirt and be ready to go to dinner each and every night. So there's just a quick overview of all-inclusive versus cruise and which one might be right for you. Ultimately, I think it comes down to what are your goals? What are you trying to accomplish by going on these vacations? How can you unwind or how can you uh, do the things that you want to do? Listen, if you have any questions, reach out to me. I talk to people all the time, kind of give them suggestions of places to go. Uh, I monitor flights of what's most expensive and things like that. The best time to book all-inclusive vacations to me happens to be on Black Friday. I always typically book one on Black Friday because you can get a good deal. There's always other deals going sporadically, so be aware of that. And then also know this. There's a website called vacations2go.com which shows cruise fares, and it shows cruise fares all across the world, and it shows discounts which ones can become available. There's always cheap ways to get on. And so if this, this podcast gives you an itch to travel, hey, now is the time. Let's get going. It is time to go. What's also about the, awesome about these all-inclusives right now as well is, is to come back into the country. Currently, the U.S. requires for you to have a negative COVID test. The, most of these all-inclusive resorts provide that free of charge. And because of COVID and because of different things, what they've also started providing is uh, they pro- if you book a certain package with the all-inclusive, they have provided free executive transfers. It used to be that when you flew in, you were responsible for figuring out your own way, and so you'd have to pay a transfer company or have the hotel come pick you up, and it would be an additional charge. Now, since COVID, every time I've gone, that has been included in the cost, and it com- normally it's a luxury SUV that is sent to you to pick you up at the airport and then picks you up back at the resort and takes you back to the airport. And so these are some great ideas of things to consider. Um, I have a friend who's going on to an all-inclusive that I booked for him, He's leaving on Monday, so I'm excited to see what he thinks about that, and I'll let you know more about what I think about the cruise when I return. But until then, happy travels. Have a great week, and don't forget tomorrow a special episode, Trash Tuesday, drops. Keep it lighthearted, enjoy the fun, and we'll see you next week.